Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending on where you are. This is a beautiful day, the 27th, sorry, the 26th of April 2020. What are you doing today? It's a Sunday. What are you doing? I'm wondering, are you, are you doing service? Are you a believer? Are you doing service? Where are you doing service? Personally, we just had service with my family. It was online. It was on WhatsApp. It was amazing. Everybody had their own parts to do. So that was lovely. I just thought about coming on here to this podcast. And the podcast is Business with Jesus. This is the first episode. And I am Lynn. And I just had a few thoughts. Today, I just really want to talk to some people. I want to talk to two categories of people. I want to talk to young ladies who haven't yet gotten married. And you're probably um, feeling the biological clock thing. I've never really felt it. I don't even know what it is. I just hear about it in the, in the movies. And uh, I think they try to make it like it's something. I Honestly, if you ask me, I really feel like there's nothing like that. I don't know. How are you coping in the sense that I'm thinking, are you a believer and are you being told about certain things that you should be doing? I'll just get straight to it. Now, for us who are Christians, we're young, we're ladies, we're not yet married. We have a lot of teachings that go on out there and all these people tell us to you know, to get the right partner and to make sure that he is this and he is the other. And I just wanted to know, is the struggle real for you as it is for other ladies out there? Um, as it is for me or as it has been for me, is it real out there? We're going to be looking at a few things here. I just, I just want to say, I, I don't really like speaking unless I'm speaking from the Bible because then why then why talk, you know? There's a lot of knowledge that we can have, but it can never be too much. And I think it's always good to back it up with something that is for real, something that is tangible. I mean, if you look at um, a few verses, a few scriptures, a few scriptures about marriage, we know from Genesis, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. And he told them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. So that's what marriage is all about. But I also wanted to ask, have you been told especially about the part where he is born again? Um, you know, have you been asked to make sure that your man is born again? I feel like we started by getting advice about make sure your man is born again no no he i think he started out by make sure he's a believer by a believer it meant make sure that he believes in god and then it graduated to make sure he's born again i don't really know what the difference is guys help me out is there a difference between being a believer and being born again then it graduated to make sure he has a relationship with christ and then I think of recent times I've heard of the statement, make sure he has a solid relationship with Jesus. I mean, he has to have a solid relationship with Jesus. My thoughts? I think in order for me to know if someone really does have a solid relationship with Jesus, it takes more than just having encounters with this person. It takes more than just relating with this person. 
Now, I may have to, if if I want to speak outside, um, you know, just not outside anything, but if I want to speak as a reasonable person, I may want to think, well, huh, I may have to get into, like, eavesdropping into the conversations he has with Jesus. I may want to hear what they tell each other i may want to like spy on them i may want to follow them i want to know what they're up to the two of them jesus and and this man i want to get married to because how else do i know they are solid unless i'm part of that relationship i don't know what do you feel do you feel like this is a bit of a personal thing because i feel like if you want to know if my relationship with my mom is amazing or my, my dad or my sis or my bro, you're going to have to come home and be with us. And even then, you're not really going to get to know everything because you may have to eavesdrop at the conversations that we're not going to let you in on, which are going to be about over 90% of the conversations. So I'm just, I'm just speaking, you know, I'm just, I'm just being honest. It feels like the bar keeps going up. I feel like it keeps getting better with you know with what we're supposed to do with this man. I mean some people some people go a little bit, you know, exaggerated. Some people even want to say, Oh, you have to make sure he he, he prays. Do you know if he fasts? Do you know if he speaks in tongues? You know, there are people who believe that if someone is spirit-filled, then he has to speak in tongues. Do you know if he, speak in, if he speaks in tongues? Are you sure he speaks in tongues? You're going to want to make sure that he speaks in tongues. Um, are you sure he gives to the new D? Are you sure he does whatever? Um, am I saying that this is wrong, ladies? No. This is, there is nothing wrong with this. And even to the men who are listening to this, there is nothing wrong with having a man who's doing this. And oh, bless the Lord, if you have a man who is doing this already. But my question is, what if you have a man who loves you, who loves Jesus, but he's not ticking off all the boxes? Do you know what happens to you? I mean, have you been there with me? Is anybody understanding what I'm trying to say? You might want to start following this man up or even suggesting, uh, honey, why don't you start speaking in tongues more? Or why don't you actually just start speaking in tongues? Or why don't you give to the needy? Or why don't you pray over people and they get healed? Or how about we just graduate and just ask, why are you not acting exactly like every other big person in the Bible was acting. I'm a believer and I'm a firm believer at that. I love Jesus. The podcast is called Business with Jesus. I think for sure that there is no life worth living without Jesus. There isn't. But I just want to speak as a young lady who is approaching marriage very soon, actually in the twinkling of an eye, and I just want to say, I think if you're a young lady and you're looking forward to getting married, please stop obsessing over what your man is doing or not doing. Because then you're going to shift your focus from he whom you should be worshipping. And you're going to take your focus to he whom you shouldn't even be trying to change. 
because change has never been for us change is for the lord every time i think about people and you know i think about in my ministry i think about praying for somebody to get better to see jesus to just start opening the word of god and reading every time i want to i want to like wonder why can't they just love god more why can't they just serve god more why can't they just be better people why can't they just clean out their mouths why can't they just clean up their acts i i'm always quickly reminded of the person i was and i i see the person i was not that i was an extra person but i mean i had a lot of issues especially with anger and emotional control and god just reminds me of how patiently he waited for me and how he worked through me i always remember how if anybody tried to rush the process i would end up resenting them and ladies you do not want your man to resent you i think I think now I'm speaking to someone somewhere. You don't want your man to resent you because you're consistently bugging and nagging them about you need to pray more, you need to read the word more, you need to do blah 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 more. You do not want your man to feel nagged about Jesus and the last thing you want to do is push him away. So you might want to just do your part which is pray with him. And I kid you not if you are looking forward to a life in marriage with this man then you might want to play your part and just act. Like the Bible asks you to act because ladies if you look at the word of God it clearly says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. There is no part in the Bible where I will I will go on a challenge with you to show me which part of the Bible shows that ladies work on your men's salvation. I know Paul teaches about about uh you know women who have who are believers who believed in Jesus and their men don't and they're not supposed to preach to their men or lay hands on their husbands or force their husbands to be holy they are supposed to show by their own example they're supposed to bring their husbands to Christ by their own example what does that mean by your example it means by the way you conduct yourselves by the way you speak by the way you think by the way you act you you will make your husband turn over to Christ it's not it's not how much you force him it's not you packing up and telling him if you don't believe in Jesus i'm not going to be with you no more and i'm taking the kids uh-uh. that's not what it is all about please let's get scripture right women we're not supposed to do the heavy lifting i know we're in the 21st century we've been born i've been born into the 21st century of where women do all the heavy lifting I read a book called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus and the guy calls women Home Improvement Committee and that's exactly what we are. We're trying to change everything. We're trying to make everything, you know, um be sensible. <laughs> and no. No ladies, that is not your prerogative. You're supposed to respect your husband as he loves you and then you're supposed to submit. 
and I just want to spell a warning and I just want to sound a warning, sorry. And they said, I want to say, this submissiveness does not start once you are the wife. Because really, and I just want to be realistic with my sisters here. The man finds you a woman or wife material during courtship. So don't hold the submissiveness for marriage. Remember, it's the character. And I just want to say, if you are like I was and you're sure you're not yet ready for marriage, I think you'd better take a pause and just work on yourself. I just want to reiterate, the person to work on is you. You improve your relationship with Christ. You work on being better for God. You work on being better for God. And the heavy lifting that I can advise you to do is go on your knees and pray for your man. That's the heavy lifting I will advise you to do. And if you're not yet um, married to this man, then for your own good and at your own discretion, you can choose not to get married to him just yet and pray about it. And when you feel conviction from heaven above, to go ahead and marry this man, then do so. And conviction must come from heaven above. Your conviction must come from God. Which takes me to the second point, which is who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? Who is speaking into your life during this season? And what are they saying? Now, as a human being, just like the rest of you, I've had so many people, and especially being a churchgoer, I've had so many people speak over my life. Every other man and woman of God you meet who is interested in your life, who sees the star shining in you, who sees how bright your future is, wants, uh, wishes to speak over your life, and that is a gift from God. However, I just want to sound a warning to everyone listening to me. I think it's very important for you, first of all, to test every spirit. It's biblical. We have been advised to test every spirit, especially in these last days. And then two, you might want to confirm their word with God's and not God's word with them. I'm just going to say that again. Confirm your word Confirm their word, sorry, with God's and not God's word with them. I'm saying this. Do not read the word of God. Do not get a dream like I get dreams and visions and God speaks to me about something. And God sometimes even will speak to me and tell me, read a certain scripture. Um, God shows me a dream and maybe it's a warning dream or it's a message dream directly from him. It's an instruction dream. And do not get, what I'm trying to say is don't get such messages and take them to people so they can confirm them. You need to know where your worship is lifted at. You need to know your praise is, the th is enthroned to whom. So is your praise the throne of God Almighty or is your praise the throne of earthly gods with small g's? You need to know. Who are you uplifting? Are you uplifting God or others? So that when God speaks, you need to have your relationship with God so solid that when he speaks, there's no mistaking it. When he speaks, 
You don't need to have anybody come to you and tell you, oh, but are you sure that it was God who spoke? Are you sure that God really said those words? I mean, maybe you can confirm, you know, dreams are not to be trusted. I mean, you know, sometimes you have dreams from, hey, if you've done your research and if you know who you are relating with, you do not need to get approval from anybody else. I don't know how your relationship is with your best friend. With your mother, with your father, with your sister, with your brother. I don't know how your relationship is. For me, my best friend is my mom and my sister. I don't know how your relationship is with that person who's close to you. But I am challenging you today. The same way you will sit with the person you dearly love, your husband, your wife, and you will converse with them and you will agree. The same way you sit and agree with them. And if they say something to you, you know for sure they said it. And you don't need confirmation from anybody else. That's the way your relationship should be with God. That when he appears to you and he speaks to you in dreams, when he speaks to you through his word, you do not need to confirm it with anybody else. Who is your God? So my message is simple. Whoever is speaking over your life, Make sure their word isn't greater than God's word. I know many of you listening to this are guilty of this. I used to be guilty of the same, but I need you to know it's never too late. You can apologize to God and start walking with him. You can do it right now. You can actually tell God, Father God, in Jesus' name, I am sorry for all the times I have doubted your word, for all the times I have taken your word to other people to be confirmed, for all the times I have taken your word for vetting through other people. I'm deeply, deeply sorry for this. And from this day forward, I'm only walking with you. I want you to teach me. I want you to speak to me. And I am dedicating myself to listening to you from the bottom of my heart, and I will do as you instruct. In Jesus' name, amen. And let the Holy Spirit intercede in every single one of your prayers. Always invite the Holy Spirit to intercede in your prayers. Speak only to God and listen only to Him. You need to have that solid relationship with God. And when you do, He will help you know who is a real teacher and who is a false teacher. He will lead you to knowing who should speak over your life because they who will speak over your life will speak not of their own, but because God asks them to speak over your life. Remember Jesus said the words he spoke, the words he spoke were not his words, but the, the words that the father was speaking through him. So remember those two things. Don't try to fix your man. Pray over his life. If you're not sure about committing to him yet, take a pause, pray about it. Pray about it. Leave the change to God. Do not change anybody. Leave the change to God. And then be careful about who speaks over your life. God fast than any other man later. But God fast. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Business with Jesus. We'll be speaking about this and more topics related with doing life with Jesus. Life. 
and I'm talking about all aspects of life. I wish you all a blessed day and a blessed quarantine season. Stay and connect deeper with God.